Okay, okay, okay. Back at it again, Nick's Take Podcast. Uh, this is episode seven. I am your host, Josh So Focused, alongside that m- French. We're gonna bleep all that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, somebody's hype because of this nine-game win streak that yeah. Nick's just pulled off. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be ten. I know that for sure. You know that for sure. All right. Yeah. First of all, before we before we go to ten, because we're gonna do that at the end when we do the upcoming games. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say before anything else, uh, the only other team in the NBA to pull off a nine game win streak in this season is the Utah Jazz, and I think they went on that streak after they after we uh remember that game when Austin Rivers went crazy against Utah in the Garden. And then they went yeah. on a crazy win streak after that. I'm pretty sure that's when they went on that streak. So we went on see, two see. win streaks this season So with nine games. They both had to do with us. <laughs> Let me stop talking shit. Go ahead. This Knicks team ain't, probably ain't as good as this 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 win streak. But um, um, remember, 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 uh, <laughs> remember I said Atlanta Hawks is mm-hmm. better than us and we just the average team with elite defense? I take all that shit back. I take it all back. I was thinking, like, when we came into this game, I'm thinking, like, all right, this this win streak is on the line against Atlanta Hawks. And I remember saying that the Hawks were better than us. And I wanted to see for sure if we could close the season out with a sweep. With the streak on the line, it was telling me a lot. So going into that game, I just thought, like, damn, if we win this one, I might have to take them words back. Here I am now. Well, we're going to get into that Atlanta Hawks game. First of all, um, we want to tell y'all, please check us out on YouTube. Um, we're going to start putting out clips and vi- the video versions of the episode for the Next Take podcast. Hopefully this week. Um, shit's getting a little harder than we thought it was. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of shit going on in life, too. Yeah, a lot of shit going on at li- in life. Um, check us out on Instagram. Nick's Take Podcast. Check us out on Twitter. Nick's Take, uh, the Nick's Take. Um, check us out on Facebook. And is there anywhere else the child needs to check us out at? Eh. Website, which will come whenever. <laughs> whenever check us we, out. Whenever on we're ready. All for listening platforms. That's the most important part right now. All listening po- platforms: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. Yeah, now let's get to the real talk. So, when we left off, we had, what, six-game win streak? Yeah, it was a six-game win streak. Yep. Right. And um, we started off on Sunday. We played the New Orleans Pelicans, who we just whooped. Um, we just beat them. They didn't have uh, uh, LeVar Ball. Uh, LeVar. Lonzo. Uh, Lonzo Ball. I, you see, I'm messing up all, all yeah. through the beginning of this podcast. I'm, t- I'm tired as hell. Yeah. Um, Lonzo Ball, uh, they didn't have, and he's available, he was available for this game. Uh, Pelicans were, were pretty healthy, and, um, I still wasn't worried about that. I came into this game like, yo, this is still a better team, even though they got Zion, even though they got Ball. I still Ingram. think we should be able to pull it out. Yeah, Ingram. Josh like, they're Hart. Good team. They got a lot of good, got a, lot, a lot of good players, but. I don't think Josh Hart played in this game, but, um, yeah, they have a lot of good players, but I still think that this team, the way that they're playing, 
is still better. Uh, you agree with that? I, I think the Pelicans are just, they have all the talent on their team, but they just haven't figured out how to put it all together yet. And until they figure that out, whenever they come across good teams, they're going to, that's the same thing is going to happen. They're going to just be competitive. And then when it comes down, that, when it comes down to the fourth quarter and it's winning time, they're not, they're not going to ever know how to overcome that until they learn how to play together. So. They're probably a year or so away, but they are, they're, they're a talented real team. They're, they're, they're I don't know what else to say about them. They, they're just they're a like, young team. They're a young they have team everything they need. They have, they're a young team with vets, just like the Knicks are, except that the Knicks have, I don't know what they have. They have what they need. <laughs> and they have, um, their best player is a seasoned player. And Steven that, Adams, that player, well, I'm, well, I'm talking about the Knicks. Um, our best oh, okay. player is is a season player in Julius Randle. Um, New Orleans' best player is Zion, and, and he is a very good player. But he he's not as good as Randle right now, and most of that is because of the seasoning. So anyway, a quick recap of this game. Um, this was a nationally televised game. Pelicans were ESPN. looking to even the season series. Uh, Knicks were on a four game winning streak for the first time this season answered my earlier question. They were on a four-game win streak for the first time coming into this game. Actually, I might be lying about that. It was a five-game win streak. Yeah. And Pelicans were looking to even it up. Game started off. Nerlens Noel looked like he could not handle Steven Adams. That was the first thing that popped out um, to me in this. Now, Nerlens didn't play the first game against uh, against the Pelicans. He was out. I don't remember exactly why. I think it was a sore, uh, a sore thigh or something like that or a sore ankle. And I was looking to see how Noel, you know, if he was going to show that he was going to be valuable in this game. And he seemed to be a detriment early on. Steven Adams was getting rebounds. He was he was putting his stamp on the game. Whereas I in the first game, I did. I was like, Steven Adams ain't really you know doing too much. Um, so that, I don't even that remember was him bit, playing in the first one. Yeah, I, don't, I, I might have to look back to see if he was. I'm pretty sure he was, but. It just seemed like the Pelicans were taking advantage inside of the paint. It seemed like the Knicks could not get anything going as far inside of the paint. And they weren't really shooting too well from outside of the paint. So the Pelicans had a little bit of an advantage, even though the score was close. The fact that Noel couldn't do anything to help us on the boards. And the fact that Randall was getting worked by Zion in the first quarter. The whole team was. It wasn't just Randall. Yeah, but, you know, that was his matchup. So... It's like, oh, this is their best player. This is our best player. I don't know. Zion is looking like he's getting busy. So I wasn't really – I don't want to say I was, didn't like what I was seeing because the Knicks were playing hard. It's just that their game wasn't really working. In the first half. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram was passing the ball real well. Zion was doing whatever he wanted to do. They were going they – were, they, were, they, were, they were just doing everything they needed to do. It wasn't really much I could say. Um Towards the end of the first half, though, Randall's offense started to pick up. And that's when the game actually started looking like, all right, we, we're going to have ourselves a game. You know, this is not going to be New Orleans is just going to route us or they're going to hold an advantage for the entire game. Uh, as Julius started to figure it out, you know, Noel went out because he hurt his hand on the rim, but he came back. And even though he still kept getting worked by Steven Adams, the fact that Randall was playing so well, it kind of negated that. So what I was initially looking at, I was initially like, oh, if Noel can't figure this out, we're going to lose. Or if Taj can't do more, we're going to lose. It ended up not mattering. 
Julius figured it out, and the rest of us picked it up. Uh, I, I think the Knicks went into the half with a lead. Because um, of D-Rose. Right. D-Rose came in and was lighting it up in the uh, off the bench yeah. in the and first that's half. A theme, that, that's a theme that we're going to have for the rest of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see I why I said I love D-Rose being on his team. He brings something that not many others can bring. That's right. That's Former right. MVP. Yeah, I got a, I got a lot to say about D Rose, but we're gonna try and keep this within an hour. So mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say is this team is so much better when D Rose comes out on the court. Him and quickly and and Obi. <laughs> we not gonna leave Obi out of this one. That's for sure. During this streak, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> we not gonna do that. So third quarter, Pelicans start turning it up. And the Knicks offense can't do stuff, can't do nothing. You know, even Julius is bricking. The only person who's really doing, who's really helping the Knicks out in that third quarter is R.J. Barrett. Uh, so the Pelicans managed to maintain control of the game going into the fourth quarter. They were up 101 to 95 with a minute 36 seconds left in the game. And then I, this is this is a game that this is like what this is like the Dallas game where it's like I want to talk about this game because I'm. I was really certain that this was going to be the end of the streak. And matter of fact, I think I asked you, we talked about this. We talked about like, oh, I like, were you worried? Like you was like, I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried. And then I was like, yo, but we were down with three points. We were down three points with 7.8 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Pelicans and I was not confident. The Knicks had 100. We don't um, perform well in those situations where we down three and – we were down it's three. Three seconds left. Three seconds left. <laughs> RJ Barrett fouled out with four yep. minutes and seven seconds left in the game. Yeah. It's like, damn, I don't know how we don't have Alec Burks, who's out on uh health and safety protocol. He must have the COVID because it's been a few games now. And um I'm like, I don't know how we do this. They know we need a three, seven point eight seconds left. There's no reason for them to guard anything else. And I don't know who can if quick, unless we're talking about quickly shooting from the logo, I don't know who's going to hit this for us. And what ends up happening is Derrick Rose inbounds the ball to Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox give it back to Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose finds a, a wide open lane because they're trying to guard the three so hard. The lane is so wide open that basically he he's that's a free two points right there. Lonzo sees this. He's on one of the only dudes on this on that lineup who can hit an open three. Well, not one of the only dudes. They all can. But one of except the biggest Alfred. threats, what, yeah, except for Elfred, he was one of the biggest threats, and he sags off of uh, Bullock to off stop instinct. Derrick Rose off yep. instinct. But you know that they, we need a, the Knicks need a three. Mm-hmm. You sag off of Bullock to stop Derrick Rose from doing a layup with less than seconds, ten seconds left in the game. Can't do that. Derrick Rose goes, ha ha, got you. Bam, passes it to Bullock, who knocks down the three with two point three seconds left in the game. That's and the difference my, between a vet and someone trying to get they trying to grow their wings still. A vet heart, plays like a vet. Lonzo's still making rookie mistakes. Jumped. My heart jumped because I was like, whoo! I was expecting the loss right here. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way they're gonna let us shoot this three. And they did. And it we knock it down. There's still now we still had 2.3 seconds left. So I was like, this would be, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up giving up an open shot. And I would be. The, we, I, 
we this team is different. We both know like this team relies on defense. So yeah, to lose that way, but, I, I ain't see that happening. Well, we kind of did. We kind that we didn't lose, obviously, but we kind of gave Ingram an open look at the basket. But D Rose closed out so hard that I do think he got. He did he block that? Does that count as a block? Yep. He he like. Ingram looked like he had open basket, and then you see Derrick Rose flying from the right side of the screen, and he jumps as high as he can. Like, he's still, like, he's, well, I guess he's still got the hops, but he jumps as high as he can so he can block the shot. I don't even think he realized he tipped that ball because he started going to the locker room, and the Knicks went to go get him. Ingram misses. He doesn't even hit rim. We go into overtime. And I said, well, actually, on, um, I think Breen or, or Clyde or whoever said, uh, no, actually, I was watching on ESPN. So Doris Burke was like, oh, whoever whoever gains momentum at the beginning of this overtime period is going to determine who wins this game. So I'm like, all right, we got to we got to do something. And I'm like, I don't know who's going to step up for us. RJ fouled out. Right. So who who's going to step up? Well, of course, D Rose is still playing, so that's who I should have been thinking about. D Rose definitely stepped up big time. Ended up with twenty three points, five assists, one steal, one block. Uh, quickly ended up being a threat. You know, once RJ was once out, RJ was out. Uh, the fact that he was on the court opened shit up for everybody else. The Knicks basically take over in overtime with no. It, was, it wasn't even. It wasn't even anything to worry about, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm missing anything, but. Like that was it. Once it got into overtime, Pelicans was they, they was done. Like we we just took we just took it. We took it from them. We took them from that from them in that overtime. It was never a, never a concern. Uh, Julius Randle had thirty three points, five boards, ten assists. This is the type of game that makes you. Let's move on. <laughs> this is the type of game that makes you confident for this team going into the playoffs. Because anytime there's anywhere near a type of playoff atmosphere, this team shows up nine times out of ten. Or 10 times out of 10, I should say. Even with the loss, we still show up and still compete all the way down to the last seconds. And it's like, this winning streak, even before the winning streak, even in games that we were losing, we were losing within single digits. So we're like, it seems like this team is really ready made for the playoffs. Everything that we succeed at is what teams are trying to get in the playoffs. Highest field three point percentage. We top five in that. Top five defensive rating, top five opponent field goal percentage, like mm-hmm. everything that teams need to rely on in the playoffs is what we succeed at throughout the entire season. And the biggest weaknesses that we had last season became some of our greatest strengths this season. So mm-hmm. it's like we might not have the talent that every other team has, New Orleans, for example. But if you have a coach who knows what he's doing, he knows the schemes that he needs to do for certain teams. He knows how to game plan and playing a defense for certain teams, it's going to be tough to see that team in the playoffs. It's going to be real tough. I don't think any team in the East really wants to go head-to-head with the Knicks other than probably Miami. Mm, well, the Charlotte Hornets might. I don't oh, think yeah. they'll get to us. They don't want to but I think, I, I, I think that I think that they might think. I think that the Charlotte Hornets kind of showed a little bit, which that was the next game after. Oh, actually, before we get there um, – Right after the next day after we played the um, Pelicans, Julius Randle won the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, and he, it was well deserved. He averaged what thirty something points over the last over that whole that week stretch. Mm-hmm. 
he was balling. I don't think there was. I don't know who anybody who came close in the Eastern Conference when it came to how big of a week he had last week. Um, and he capped it off with this New Orleans Pelican thirty-three point five board ten assist game. Yeah. Um. So he wins that. You know, light. You know, uh, he's probably the shoe in for most improved player. He should get an MVP vote. Don't do that. Um. So it's like, <laughs> bro, top five MVP. I can't name four people. Who deserve a, a vote more than Julius Randle after what we did after what we watched last year and now we what, what we're watching it's like bro he literally transformed his game to to a point where he doesn't even seem like the same player as last year that's a fact and we are we already spoke to that I think we spoke to that in the last episode. so moving on to the Hornets game I remember this game I remember thinking to myself like who the like PJ Washington is hitting six threes like bro what's going on he's wide open for a reason i'm thinking that they scouted him out and he's he's not known as a great shooter is he i uh, to be honest with you i don't really know i i don't really know i just know that the knicks wasn't defending the three that well and he was the one who was killing us he in the first made half. what five threes in the first half right yeah and you know, I didn't expect this to be some sort of cakewalk. The, the Knicks, yeah, they came in on the sixth game winning streak, but the Hornets came in. Uh, they just beat the Blazers, who the Blazers had a four game. Uh, they halted their four game losing streak. So the Blazers are Blazers are a pretty damn good team on the Western Conference. Um, I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know what to say. Like the Hornets are going to be in the Eastern Conference playoffs, mm-hmm. or they're definitely going to be in the play ins. Let me say that. They're going to be in the play-ins, and I won't be surprised to see them in the playoffs as a 7 or 8 seed. They don't have a bad team. Yes, they just have a lot of injuries on their team. When I saw Gordon Hayward was out after what he – he was the reason we lost to them last game. He dropped like, what, 30-something on this last game, and LaMelo was playing that game too, and both of them are out this game. So I I, I wasn't really that nervous going into the Charlotte game. So once I saw that we were, like, keeping them within striking distance in the first half, even though we were losing – I've I've seen enough of the games throughout this streak to understand that in the first half you never like pay too close attention like to what's going on in the first half because they consistently step it up in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, and that's what happened here. Like uh, Charlotte scored what? Let me see. Charlotte scored like sixty one in the first half, and probably ended up scoring thirty two in the next half. I think at halftime the score was sixty six to sixty Charlotte, which goes to show like they 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 were and that's what I was trying to say leading into this. They were pushing transition. They were I have a note here that says Hornets were killing the Knicks because they pushed the pace, which probably made us tired early. If the Hornets can take advantage in the fast break, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Hornets. So actually I think the Knicks might have been leading the sixty I have now I have to go look because my net my notes are a little off. I had a little bad week. Well, we had a bad week this week. Yeah, <laughs> So I'm going to check that out. But the Hornets were exposing us on the fast break. Anytime, like, it, it would even be a made, I think it was even like a made basket. And they just passed the ball up and were beating us to the other end of the court and finishing. And it's like, if we have to chase you around, knowing how many minutes Julius Randle was playing, no many, knowing how many minutes R.J. Barrett's playing, Knowing that Alfred Payton is Alfred Payton, knowing that Derrick Rose is playing thirty plus minutes a game, that that is probably the secret to beating us, um, unless we can get some good minutes from our bench players. 
from our bench unit. Which we so, can consistently rely on so far this season. is so It's proven that our bench lineup is probably better than our starting five lineup, with the exception right. of Julius Randle and RJ. Our, our bench unit is good. I don't... We're missing Alec Burks, who's been consistent. Right. And Obi Toppin is not consistent. And Emmanuel quickly hit the rookie wall, but he seems to be okay now. So I don't know if I want to go out. If I, I don't know if I want to jump out the fence like that in regards to our bench, especially with us being unhealthy, especially with, you know, like we we're deep if we have Mitch and Alec Burks, uh, but we're missing both of those guys. And, you know, the guys that we need to, the guys that help us the most when it comes to scoring are some of the streakiest guys on our bench. And, we need Obi Toppin to score more and to be able to play more than 10 minutes so that Julius Randle can rest so that we can win games. So, Obi, I feel like Obi's playing well and he's still getting taken up because he's just not Julius Randle. Julius Randle is going to make sure that we're going to get the best defensive possession out of the situation more so than Obi would. And right. he's going to be able to provide more offense than Obi. And that's the real reason why Obi just isn't right. playing. So the hard hornet uh, going back to the game because we said we we're gonna try and keep this on an hour. Oh yeah, in sixty six, Charlotte Charlotte had the lead. It was sixty six sixty going into Charlotte the third the quarter. Lead. Yeah, um, Knicks opened the second half scoring six straight points, mm-hmm. which much better effort than it was in the first half. But I also said they also started the game pretty good, and then once Charlotte started running, we couldn't do anything about it. And then who else than Mister Clutch? Mr. I wasn't a shooter then, but I'm a shooter now. Mr. Rowan Alexander Barrett Jr. Knocking down threes to just take over the game. Like, what he do. come on, son. And he started off one for what? Like one for he's six in the first half? He's top 25, and he's not 25. We're not going to talk about ESPN right now. <laughs> I'm ESPN just saying, bro. ESPN knew what they was doing. I'm just saying, bro. If they did a you, list that was... Accurate. Nobody would say nothing about it. They knew what they was doing. This man, the, the fact that he's, this is like, it's not. Oh, he's in the past week. How many times has he done this? Taking over a whole quarter to either extend the lead for us, or to bring us back in the game, or to take the lead. Like this is who he is. That's who he is. That's RJ. Like everybody's paying attention to Randall, and that's cool. But we are old. not as good as we are without RJ Barrett. And this third quarter by the Knicks is exactly why. Yeah. Right. The only. I'm trying to stay off of. I'm trying to stay off of Alfred Payton. Um, we know he's going to be a starting point guard for the rest of the season. So it's like we're going to continuously talk about how I'm trash gonna, he is. And for, listen, I, I'm just going to back it up with points. Okay, Alfred Payton chooses to drive on two defenders in the fast break with an open R.J. Barrett who hasn't missed in the third quarter. He scored 13 porter, points in the quarter alone. So he passes up. He says, yo, there's three dudes in the paint. RJ Barrett's in the corner. He hasn't missed yet. I'm going to take it to the rim anyway. Ain't nothing changed. That's, 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 that's what's been happening for two turns years the ball now. Over. Well, he either turned the ball over or he or he bricked it and they got it. Either way, it was a dumb pos- possession from our starting point guard. It was so bad that even Mike Green, who tries his best not to, to talk bad about the players on the Knicks, says that was a bad decision by Payton and that is why like that is a mistake from your veteran point guard that you absolutely that's you can't do that if you're the starting point guard you cannot ignore the hottest hand so that you can take it up on two to three players 
by yourself. So if we see that tip sees that, and I'm pretty sure he's bringing it up to him too. Hopefully by the time the playoffs begin, Alfred Payton has an entirely different motor than he's had this entire season. And he can provide some type of insight so for us to see as fans in the playoffs in the first round, maybe that it's a reason why Tibbs stuck with him this long. That's, that's, that, that's as far as I want to just keep thinking on Alfred Payton. I'm just going to remain hopeful. Hope that like the Twitter mentions and people in his comment section doesn't get in him, uh, rattled on the court to the point where he feels like he can't play comfortably. I, I don't want that to happen. I want to see what we could get the best out of Alfred Payton as long as he's in the rest of the, as long as he's in the NBA, because we know after this season, it's a wrap. Uh, he, uh, I would be absolutely 100%, 150% surprised if Alfred Payton wore a New York Knicks jersey next season. I'm surprised if he wears a jersey, period. <laughs> no, he's going to he's gonna wear the jersey into the playoffs. He'll still be the starting point guard. No, I'm talking about next season. Now. Oh, wears a jersey, period. He'll, he might get some minutes. Like, he's on a team that's doing good. Just because he's not playing well, he's had a few games. He's gonna get another. He's gonna get another run next year because the Knicks are good, and that's really the only reason why he was a starting point guard for whatever seed the Knicks are gonna. Um, so I feel like that I'm, was in spite of like that was gonna happen in spite of him. That's all I'm gonna say about. Him. Um, so at that point when he made that that decision, RJ hasn't missed. He scored 13 points at that point. Uh, he follows it up on the following possession. Oh, I said that was the last thing, but I had one more thing. He followed it up the following position by committing a charge. So you, 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 you messed up the play, you get the ball back, and then you commit an offensive foul. So two back to back dumb plays. So anyway, RJ ends up with 18 points in the quarter, five for five from three. I have the fourth quarter is that's, that was basically it. Once RJ took over, the Knicks extended the lead, D Rose, Manuel quickly, RJ, Bullock, Randall, Taj, Noel all put their stamps in the game. Strong defense, strong shot shooting from three. It, it wasn't a game. Like, we held the lead comfortably at the end of the game, 109-97 New York. Um, Knicks don't win this game without RJ Barrett. 24 points on 8 for 17 shooting, 6 for 11 from three. So, which goes to show you how bad he shot in the first half. So yeah. he had, so he he did shoot bad in the first half. He took over in that third quarter. He went five for five. Made up for it. And uh, you know what I mean? Like Reggie was five for twelve from three for sixteen points. D Rose ended up with seventeen points and five assists. Manuel quickly seventeen points, five of nine, four for seven from three. Um, the one guy whose stats I didn't put up there was Julius Randle, who had. It was an off night. 16 points for him. 10 rebounds, 7 assists, which is not a bad stat line. But I didn't he I didn't feel like it, that was an RJ game. Um you got anything else that you think feel like I missed from that game? Nah. It's it was just a good a good a good way to end uh and know that fourth seed talk cuz we see after this game, we we had to go battle it out with the Hawks real quick. I I wasn't really worried about the Hornets so I was more so worried about the Hawks. I'm happy we're about to get into that game. Yeah, the only thing I think I have left about the Hornets game is um, my thoughts on Terry Rozier, which we don't even have to get into. But um, I was just thinking about the point guard situation. Um, I, Rozier didn't look bad. I think he's a little, you know, ball handle heavy. But would I like him? Would I want him over Alfred Payne? Yeah. So the Hawks game, April 21st. Knicks 
go into that game on a seven-game win streak. Now, the Atlantic Hawks, were, I don't know what what got into the Hawks since the last time we played them because we already beat them twice before this. They we got healthy. Had, we already. But, I mean, they're, not, they're still, they still were not healthy going into this game. They're still missing Gallo, Gallo and, and, and somebody else. In it. And actually, I got the injury report. Um, one second. Chris Dunn, out. Danilo Gallinari, out. DeAndre Hunter, out. Cam Reddish, out. Tony Snell, out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that a healthy team. They, their most important players were all healthy, but I don't even, actually, I don't even know if I could say that. It's just that the guys that they have, they, they are deep. Clint team, Capella and they was got one it. of the most important players and he wasn't Absolutely. playing against us last time. I, true, 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 true. He's true, probably the second most important player on their team. He's been balling out this year. True, true. But I would, I would say, I, I'm just saying like they didn't get healthy per se. They got back Clint Capella or they got Clint Capella who was very important and, has spurred them to being one of the better teams to spurred them to be the fourth seed by the time this game started. Um, but them guys that was out, I didn't feel like them guys were big difference makers that were out outside of Gallo. But like we, we what puts fear in your heart when it comes to the Hawks is Clint and Trey. John Collins could light you up some games, but most of the time he's not really a threat in my eyes. Um, Trey Young was just, he was cooking us in the first half. He was getting anything he wanted, all the passes he wanted. He just wasn't getting his shots off. But the thing about, like, even when you're watching someone chef you up, but you still can't get a lead over us, I know that's so demoralizing for players in the NBA. Like, Trey Young was getting whatever he wanted, but we were sticking in that game in the first half. And we were only down, what, five points when he got hurt? He got hurt. And uh, I got it written in my notes. He got hurt in uh, the third quarter. Third quarter, Noel got hurt. He did. Taj got hurt. Taj got uh, punched Taj in the eye his, in the front in the first half. Yeah. Taj got his eyelid lacerated in the first half. He never he never returned. Um, Julius Randle went four for four for that. And, and you know, I I happened to miss the first half of this game. So I will. Obi got a nice dunk in the first. I will. I will defer to you, but um, when I turned the game on in the third quarter, um, if if the first half was like that, which I get the sense that it was, I was not confident. Um, Julius Randle, I found out later, went four for four from three in the first half. But if Julius Randle goes four for four from three in the first half and has twenty points in the first half, and you're and you're still down. Because Trey Young is Trey Young, I don't know how. And the Hawks are a good team. I don't know how. I don't know how confident you can be. I still think that I still thought confident. that we could have won. That. I still thought we could win that game, but I just knew that if we did, it would be just a gut. You know, it would be you know a gutsy win. You could and, be confident um, in this team now. You don't have to worry no more. Every time that we have a, a, a competitive game, you seem to be really concerned. This no, team no, no, no. is That's not true. that no more. Even if we have a, a slow start to the first half, we've never we probably have one game this season where we just let go of the rope when we lost the lead to a, a great team, and that was against the Bucks after the All Star game, and probably one game before the All Star break. But if you really think about it, every team for the most I mean every every game for the most part this season has been down to the wire. If if it came with us losing the game. So even if we start off slow in the first half, I have confidence that we're going to tie the game up, get the lead back, erase the, the deficit that we're in, and it's going to be no, a game. I agree with you. 
I agree with you. What what I'm saying is that there are certain things where it comes when it comes to the Knicks where it's like when they play their game and they're still losing. When when the Knicks play their game, and when I say when they play their game, this is what I mean. And this has been prevalent throughout this entire winning streak, right? When they play their game, their defense is on point. They're passing the ball immaculately. They're getting assists. They're knocking down threes or they're getting points in the paint. When they do, when they play that way, when they play like one, they're one of the best teams in the league for whatever stretch of minutes. Cause they, it's not something that they do for a whole game, but it's something that they can lock in and on for four or five minutes. When they do that and it's still not enough, that's when I start getting worried. It's, it's either that or if it's a situation where they're down and Julius Randle is playing bad or RJ Barrett fouls out. Or something along those lines where it's like I next man up. It's next man up, and it's basically you're relying on somebody who's you has no solid history of pulling your team to victory. Who? We're just speaking in in hypotheticals because when RJ Derrick Rose is that when 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 RJ went down, yeah, Derrick. Well, Derrick Rose. He's that. that, but he he's not he's that now. Yes, no, he's like, I that. Have no, I have he's no, been I that. have no. Mm, he's first been time he that. Was Nick. The first time he was a Nick, he wasn't inspired. He saw that we was playing with Kristaps Porzingis. Detroit. Detroit, who's on Detroit? It's yeah, hard to be inspired when you know your team isn't going nowhere. When you feel like so, your team got a chance, you see so what, what he's saying, doing. So what I'm he saying, believes is in his team. history. He's he's forming his history now on this team. Um, and I guess he did it also in Minnesota, but did it in he, Minnesota. It's kind of it's kind of like with without Randall and RJ, I'm not like we're one. I'm 100 certain because those are the two guys who I know that I know what they give me night in and night out. And I've seen Derrick Rose have have bad games or have inconsistent games even before the COVID stuff. I've seen Alec Burks disappear. I've seen Reggie Bullock not be able to make threes. I've seen quickly hit the rookie wall. I like I've seen it with all of these uh, secondary and tertiary players. So I'm, yes, I, I'm not I gonna lie. Get, I, there I, is a little bit of concern because as much as I love my team, I know that they're not gonna win the rest of the rest of the games in the season. Like they're gonna they're gonna lose one or two. I haven't seen quickly hit a rookie wall yet. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen him just go cold, but he he's never once seemed lost out there. He's never once seemed like he didn't know what was going on on the court. He just seemed like his shot wasn't falling. And that happens to all NBA players. Rookie wall, rookie walls is different things to different rookies. Sometimes it's being out there looking lost. Sometimes it's because your body is not used to the speed of the game or playing as often as you are that the stuff that used to be automatic for you is no longer automatic because you don't have your legs, which I think happened too quickly. I think he he lost his floater for stretch it, for a long stretch of games. He lost to he didn't lose his ability to hit the three, but he wasn't hitting it at the at the clip he was hitting at before. And his minutes. Oh, I don't think that's what happened. I feel like I can keep going. <laughs> yeah, you can keep going. I I don't feel like he lost his legs at all. I just feel like. It, it it was just as simple as his shot just wasn't falling because after every game he was still go making sure to go and get extra shots up after the game for an extra two hours he was still making sure to go to the practice facility every day and get better like 
if he was tired, he would be wanting to rest and all that. But it seemed like from everything I'm hearing, Julius Randle talking about him, Obi, all these young guys getting in the gym every time, every chance that they get. That you don't do that when you got tired legs. I don't know. I I I think that's applicable to me and you. I don't think that's applicable to guys like R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. Like, even if they're tired, they're still going to go do all that. They're still going to go work and try to get better. And that's why I wasn't worried about Emmanuel Quickly even hitting the rookie wall because I knew that eventually he'd come back and be helpful. Um, so, anyway, speaking of Quickly, <laughs> actually, before we get there, um, damn, where do we leave off at? Oh, we were talking about the half. At the half, we were down. And then third quarter happens. You you already referenced this. Uh, Trey Young tries to do a floater with Norvell Pell because Taj got hurt. Yeah. Nerlens Noel got hit in the lip and got his lip lacerated. So Norvell, next man up. Next Norvell, man up. Norvell ends up on him. Uh, Trey Young tries to do a floater, lands on Norvell Pell's legs, actually takes out Norvell for a little bit. I thought he was about to be out three centers, and we was going to have to run with Obi and Randall at the five. Oh, but he, but he didn't. Norvell ended up being five, but Trey Young ends up not being fine. Um, he ended up being out for the game. In the same quarter, R.J. Barrett does the same thing again in the third quarter where he has some – he had a couple – did you see them dunks? I saw them dunks. That's what he do. He's jumping. He was jumping in the gym. That's why um, I bought his jersey. I bought his city edition jersey. It's on its way in the mail right now. After that dunk, I said I need a RJ jersey after that. I mean, I got mine. It's not the city edition, so I'm a little mad at you. But <laughs> we oh, gonna talk man. about that. We gonna talk about that after the fact. Um, yeah, but he had a couple of monster dunks. Nick started getting their regaining their composure, and. In the fourth quarter, Emmanuel quickly said, "All right, good looking up, good looking out, RJ. I'm I'm gonna step up, start to making his mark early in the fourth. Um, and I think this was the game. I took some notes and I don't have them right now with me, but I think this was another game where Alfred Payton did something with Alfred Payton. That's had, every I, game, man. Forget <laughs> all that. I think this is. I think in this game, Alfred Payton like had three back to back to back bad possession. It and, doesn't bother me no more. And then he he ends up." Fouling dude in the last game, in the last one, and then as soon as like he doesn't even wait for the substitution, he walks himself to the bench and takes himself out of the game and sits by himself. What's wrong with that? With which part? I don't mind any part of that because we know Alfred Payton is not here for the long term. Let him go and be by himself at the end of the bench. I don't care about that. Like he had a few good moments about- in his game, he had bad moments in his game, and he had a ton of bad moments during the season. I don't want to waste I, no more energy on Alfred It's not about Payton. whether I care about it. It's something that where I pointed out, and it's like this is this I, this is me explaining to the audience, to you audience. This is why I don't like Elgin, and this is why this is an, another example where Alfred Payton comes out of the game, and the Knicks end up winning without him. Manuel quickly comes out with Derrick Rose, and they take over the game with Trey Young being you know being out for the game. Knicks down eight with seven minutes and 38 seconds remaining. Emmanuel quickly knocks down two threes to bring the Knicks within within two points. The Hawks do not score again until three minutes and 47 seconds left in the game. And that is on the strength of Emmanuel quickly. That's on the strength of Derrick Rose. That's on the strength of Julius Randle. Um, Bogdanovich happened in, in the fourth quarter with the Hawks. He started taking over, hitting yeah. shots, tied the game up. 
Forced yep. overtime. Yep. Randall not Randall knocked down the jump shot to put the Knicks up three, but right before Randall was getting buckets the whole game. Shot yep. the forty piece on him. Yep. Bogdanovich hit a hit a three pointer, but this was this was just like the the New Orleans Pelicans game. It was going to be dependent on who took who took advantage early. Quickly, Randall Bullock scored three consecutive shots to open the extra period to take a 127-122 lead. And without Trey Young, I mean, yeah, Bogdanovich is is nice, but they needed Trey. They needed Trey. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. You know, they're a good team without him, but for this Knicks team with this much uh, moxie, with this much confidence, with 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 their ability, with their with them feeling like they could take on anybody and have a chance to win. Without Trey Young, I didn't see Atlanta winning. You know, I was surprised well, they, they even took it to overtime. Um, and after this game, they went on to spank uh, Miami without Trey Young mm-hmm. or or Clay Capella. Mm-hmm. This so team is still, still dangerous. It's still a good team, and you know, but <laughs> if you if the Knicks have confidence and the Knicks are playing or defense and passing the ball the way that they that they're supposed to, they're a hard team to beat too. Um, so. The Knicks went up one twenty seven, one twenty two, and that seemed like uh, the Atlanta Atlanta's not going to come back. They don't seem to be doing anything. Uh, Manuel quickly knocks down the game clinching three to put the mm-hmm. Knicks up ten points with forty four seconds remaining. Starts shaking his hair out <laughs> because he knew that's that's what it was. Forty seven seconds, y'all not coming back. It's over. I just it's I just knock, I just got you out of here, Julius Randle. Like you said Eight earlier, game forty points, streak. eleven for twenty one. Six for eight from three, eleven rebounds, six assists. After this game, we started getting all type of love off ESPN. Woes dropped the pod with Julius Randle. Zach Lowe dropped the pod talking about the Knicks. Brian Windhorst dropped the pod talking about the Knicks. Everybody talk about the Knicks. Every topic on every popular ESPN channel first take jump featuring the Knicks is like, bro, fall back. Y'all didn't have all this energy for us in the beginning of the season when you saw we was lighting things up, saw that we had potential, saw that we was doing good. But now that we got a game on ESPN, now they want to give us all the love. Come on now. Seeing right through all this. But anyway, it the then gets went, to the next game against the, the Raptors. Come into the next game, the, the Toronto Raptors. On an That's the game, game that happened today. Game. Yes. We, we were fresh off of that game. And... The Raptors actually were on a four-game winning streak this their self. The Knicks, if the Knicks, the Knicks came into this uh, the longest winning streak in the league. The only other team to get to nine games in a win streak, like I said earlier, the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell. So, um, future Nick. <laughs> uh, D Rose was averaging twenty points per game over the last three games. Siakam, who played trash in the first game against us. Um, I think he he had what one he went one for eleven and like a half, which is came out with something to prove this game. Yeah, he came off of a twenty-seven point game on ten for nineteen shooting against Brooklyn. So I was I was like, all right, he's he's found his rhythm. He must be over whatever it was before. And they Julius beat Brooklyn. Ran, yep, they, and they beat Brooklyn coming into this game. Um, with no KD, no KD, and no Harden. Yeah, 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 but they're still, they still had Kyrie, J- Joe Harris, yeah. Blake, all them guys. Yeah, Kyrie still is, still is going to get them to more wins than not by himself. Yeah. Uh, last game, Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet didn't play. Um, he played in this game, so it was him and Kyle Lowry. In, in, no, he played in who in Brooklyn. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet, he was playing in Brooklyn. Oh, I'm talking he about against, 
I'm talking about against the Knicks in the first. Oh, the last, the last. The last okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, Fred VanVleet didn't play against us last time. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't have much to say about this game. This game the, was the a most important game. Ass whooping. That's what it was. We was. I mean, we, we stringing them along throughout the first three quarters. Like, all right, we see y'all getting your threes up. Yeah, playing some good defense. It's cool, but Julius Randle was bullying everyone on that Raptors team. All you see is bodies dropping on the Raptors and Julius Randle just walking back on defense. Like, bro, they couldn't. They was too little. And then I like, I had no fear about this game because of the fact that I have at played. any point Julius Randle could just go and get a bucket. He finished the game ten for seventeen from the field, five for seven from three, thirty-one points and ten rebounds. R.J. Barrett finishes the game 8 for 16 from the field, 3 for 7 from 3, 12 rebounds, 25 points. D. Rose comes in and drops 19 off the bench. Like, this team is just looking really oiled up and ready for this playoff run. And I don't see who's – no, Paul. You see who's who's going to take this team out in the rest of this uh, April – in the rest of this April schedule. I don't see the team. Um, I don't want to see any team oiled up. Second of all, <laughs> um, we got the Suns and the Bulls next. Well, before before we get into the rest of the schedule, but I'm just talking because about the, the streak. The, the Suns Let are me, a team. The Suns right, are a good team. Get, before we get before we get there, because we're gonna right, get there. we're gonna talk about it. Um, the Raptors the Raptors did play okay in this game. The Raptors did Raptors showed like yeah they, you can't just. You can't just play around with us. Like you have to take us seriously. They they did some things where it's like, oh, they can take advantage with Fred Van Fred Vanley's shooter. Um, Cal Lowry's good. Siakam is playing well too. You you have you have to take them seriously. And and the game was going back and forth for a little while. Um, still, even with that, Knicks at halftime were up sixty four to fifty nine. Um, Emmanuel quickly. I just uh, one of the notes that I had here. Emmanuel quickly at the end of the shot clock. Is getting so much is it's getting so good. Um, he had there was one play where time was running out. He manipulated uh, the defense to get Randall an open three point shot, or not even it wasn't even super open, but he got him a little space to get it off with two seconds left or one second left. Randall got it off and knocked it down, and it was it's like yo that that that's what we need from our point guard. That's what we need from somebody who's setting up the offense. To just get the defense on its heels so that we have so our best players can 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 knock down open shots. And you know, if he continues this trajectory as our rookie, he's our rookie. So if he continues this tra- trajectory over the next few years and keeps improving, oh man, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about what if what our future Knicks team looks like if we pick up some some good pieces. Uh key stretch in this game, the Knicks unit to start the fourth with RJ quickly, Rose, Obi Toppin. And Taj Gibson extended the lead to double digits. And this is where I'll talk about Obi Toppin real quick. Um, That's how it sounded. He knocked, down, he knocked down a couple of threes in this game where I was like, yo, if he's hitting that, this game's over. I said it I said it in the first, in the first half. He hit he hit one one big three. I was like, hold on. Obi hit that? If he's yeah. knocking those down, this game's over because they're not going to need Brandon That's to come his back name. out for a bit. Obadiah Toppin. That's him. His, his defense has improved. Um that's him dramatically over the over the last week or so, and the only thing that that you know he's been he's been killing on the fast break, 
Dangerous. Or I shouldn't say killing, but he, but on the fast break, he's been taking advantage. That's the one thing that's been consistent throughout this entire season is that if the Knicks can find him on the fast break, he's going to get get it to the to the other, to the rim and he's going to dunk it and it's going to be an easy two points. Or, or he's going to make a good pass if defense is set to somebody who's open and it's going to be a good shot. Bro. The only thing that we needed him to do was to hit the open three, and this game he was able to hit the open three. Kept Randall on the bench for an extra breather. And that's all you need. You need Randall to get that rest so that when he comes out, there's nothing that you can do. If we're up, if we extend the lead and Randall's on the bench, it's over. The game's over. There's not much to talk about. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, can, I, can I just point something out real quick? Go ahead. He had a good game today, USA, right? Obi? Yeah. Yeah. How many minutes did he play? Nine minutes. That's all I wanted to say. It doesn't matter whether or not he's playing good or he's stinking it up. He's not going to get past a certain limit because of the fact that Julius Randle is an all-star. And he didn't even get a full nine, um, Obi Top. Pause. <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't even get to play a full nine, nine minutes. He got eight in however many seconds. He had nine points, three of five shoot for four from, he was a plus 10 on the plus mark. Which says something. Yes, uh, sir. In fact, there's only one player on this for this entire game who trended negatively in the plus minus, and I'm not going to say his name. It um, rhymes with Alfred Payton. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the the only other Knicks news: um, Knicks are doing some 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 signings and whatever, uh, and and some wavings. They're trying to get some of these uh, G League uh, players, uh, some of their better G League players. They're trying to get them paid. So if you see if you're on Twitter and you happen to see oh Nick signed Miles Powell oh they waived Miles Powell oh they signed um I don't even remember the last guy that I saw on the Twitter but uh, they signed somebody and I looked at some of his highlights but then I realized oh wait they're doing all of this because they want to get some of these guys some extra talking about Simi Shitu yes Simi Shitu um I I expect him to get. Yeah, he's a G League guy. I expect him to get waived also, but you know they signed him to this contract to get him some bucks. I don't expect him to play. He's a he seems to be a very good player, but he seems also to be limited to being in the paint. And we still we have need, we still have sixteen million uh, cap space, right? Uh, and because we didn't we didn't trade for nobody and we didn't use the cap space up after a certain limit, we're gonna divvy it up with amongst the roster that we have. Yes, yeah, because we're most likely not signing anybody because we have less than ten games left. Yeah, um, so you got know, everybody trying to, to pay get some raise. of these G League get, get get some of these G League guys paid. Uh, Norvell Pell got himself a multi year contract. They're paying him out for the rest of the season, and I non guaranteed though. Uh, 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 partially guaranteed for next year as well. Yeah, um, and so for the third year too. I didn't look at, at the contract. It was the first year. The first year this year is fully guaranteed. Next year is partial guarantee. The third year is no guarantee. So if he is able to be, it was basically the Austin Rivers contract. Remember how that was? How that one went? It was like three years, five million. First year guaranteed. Second year non. Third year non. Okay. So it's not really a three year deal if he's playing bad. Uh, it's partially guaranteed. Those non guaranteed, he still get a little bit of bread though, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's a nice little come up for him. All yeah, right, now he's insurance. Now let's get into the upcoming games. Monday, the Knicks will play the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix, AKA the Toronto Raptors of the West. So the Phoenix Suns are forty-two and seventeen. 
uh, 71 win percentage. They won seven of their last 10 games. They are 23 and nine at home, 19 and eight away. I hope that we can win this game, but I, that's all I'm going to say. I hope we Phoenix can. Phoenix Suns are number two in the West. What's their record? I know you got it up. The Phoenix Suns? I just said yeah. it, 42 and 17. 42 and 17, second in the West. Mm-hmm. One of the best teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And yet no one is afraid of them. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like every year there's always the teams that the Toronto Raptors when they had the Rosen and they was winning 50 something, 60 games every year. And then in the playoffs, they get spanked. I, I'm, there's nothing about this Phoenix Suns team that scares me. DeAndre Ayton doesn't put no fear in my heart. He's playing well this year. He's playing well, but he's always been putting up good numbers, even back to his rookie year. He always was putting up good numbers, but there was nothing about his game that made you be like, damn, I'm not looking forward to playing against him. I feel like these guys are going to come into the garden and have a rough night. Like They're used to playing against other teams in the West that want to score heavy, and they don't they don't feel they don't feel you defensively for the most part, the Phoenix Suns. So they're getting to do whatever they want. They got Chris Paul, Hall of Fame point guard, Devin Booker, one of the top young players in the NBA. Mikael Bridges, players, one of the top man. one of the top players coming out of that draft with Kevin Knox. Who else? DeAndre Ayton, the number one pick overall. Like they have a lot of talent on their team with a Hall of Fame point guard and a good coach. So once in that their record Langston Galloway. He on the Phoenix Suns? He is. <laughs> he ain't gonna think he gonna make a difference. Anyway, <laughs> there's always that one team that does well and has a great record, but just doesn't put any fear in your heart. And that's what that, that's the Phoenix Suns this year. I feel like the Phoenix Suns' future is going to be dependent on the health of the Lakers, the play of the Clippers, um, and that's all so. I'll that's all I'll say about their they're, um, the young pups. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Phoenix Suns, I hope we can win that game. If we can win that game, that's gonna change. Like we're getting we're getting a lot of publicity and all that stuff now, but if we can pull one on pull one off over the Phoenix Suns, regardless of you know, unless Chris Paul doesn't play, um, Chris that's Paul gonna make play. that's gonna that's gonna he is. And I and I keep thinking about what if we could have made a trade for him and back Alfred. Man, I feel Alfred. like Alfred Payton but, could give Chris Paul some trouble. <laughs> on 428 Wednesday <laughs> Bulls at the New York Knicks <laughs> uh, we should win that game There's, if we can't win that game if we don't win that game I will be highly upset and the New just York listen Knicks- to this just listen to this you said the Bulls right so the next mm-hmm. two games the Suns the Bulls mm-hmm. and then we have nine game left nine games left in the season Houston Rockets 15 and 40, 45 record. Memphis Grizzlies, 30 and 28. Nuggets, that's, that's a competitive game that we probably have to go to the end to win. Then we play Phoenix again. Mm-hmm. Clippers, mm-hmm. Lakers, mm-hmm. Spurs, Hornets, Celtics. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can win every game up until that Nugget game. So that will put us up 10 game, 11 game, 12, 13 game winning streak. And then even if we lost to the Nuggets, the Clippers, and possibly the Celtics, it's looking like we got the fourth seed locked up if we win those games that I just said. I feel like you're a little bit homered. But, hey, you see, like you can't ignore what's going on, though. You can't ignore what's going on. We're on a nine-game win streak right now. Nine. I, I And we beat a lot of the teams that 
and during this win streak, we beat teams that are a lot similar to the teams that we're going to be facing up, up in the next nine, ten games, except for Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix, the, the beating Phoenix would help me agree with you a lot more because if Solidified. they beat Phoenix, they shouldn't lose to they shouldn't lose to Memphis, and Denver has Jokic, um, which that will be a really tough game. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. So Jokic. Don't Jokic so look your, like he be playing in flip flops? Watch Jokic hold. Watch his highlights. And every time he do a, a, a spinning post move, he got fade away on. jump shot. Look like he got John Clutters <laughs> on. <laughs> he look like he just got his toes done. Oh uh, man. Um. So so you're saying the Knicks are gonna? We only have we're we're gonna only cover three games by the next podcast. Uh, you saying that the Knicks are winning all three? I'm calling it. I'm calling. That it. means we coming back with a 12 game win streak. You see how long it took. You see how long it took me to do that math. I don't know yeah, how I graduated. I, I mean, yo, how did I graduate? Don't you have like an associates too? Yeah, anyway. I got my associates. <laughs> uh, yeah. If the Knicks, co- if we come back to this next podcast and the Knicks ha- got a double digit win streak, come on now. Regardless, it, like that, that means they win their next game against the Phoenix Suns. So that means fourth they seed. If they got to ten, fourth seed. Um. Bank it. it. It would take something tragic for us to not have that. Um, yeah, man. So that's that's go- that's gonna be about it. Uh, we're gonna sign off right here. Uh, thank you for listening to the Knicks Take podcast. Uh, French, you got any any um plugs? Anything? Any shows or anything you want to plug for people? Prayers up to our Father Ayaka in the hospital right now. It's been a long week, and that's why we that's why we haven't gone. Past our two-hour record mark to go to two and a half hours. We we cutting it short early today because we going through a lot right now. So prayers up to Ayaka. Yeah, love you, Dad. Um, hopefully you're able to listen to this uh, from the confines of your home instead of the hospital. Um, no, nah, I left him some headphones. He can listen up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you, and um, you know, hopefully they release you soon. It's like you in prison over there. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna tell we're gonna sign out here. Alright, thank y'all for listening, everybody. Take it out, take it easy. Peace. That intro music was Broadway Boo by Gotti B, formerly known as Bugatti Blaze. You can find us on Twitter at the Knicks Take. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you for listening.